You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota Vikings have been around since 1961. And I just want them to win a damn Super Bowl before I die. Welcome to Before I Die with Judd and Jesse on Purple Daily and Score North. Just one before we die, although this season the narrative switched to just one win before we die. And the Vikings accomplished that 21-13 victory over Carolina. We're going to break that down on this week's episode of Before I Die. As always, I'm Jesse Pierce, NHL.com, Bar Down Beauties podcast, Judd's Hockey Show. Basically putting myself out there probably a little bit too much, most would argue, but here we are again. He's Judd, our very favorite sports dad, Mr. Positivity, bringing us all the hot takes from the sidelines. And over here, we've got our producer, Ross, who loves the Vikings pain. Why, Ross? Because it lets me know I'm alive multiple times a season. It's good multiple. to see you both. It's great to see you guys. How are we doing? How are we feeling on a uh, victory Monday, if you will, for a change? It's nice to have a win, but I mean, as, as we discussed uh, today on the flagship show, Purple Daily, I mean, it was a little bit rough, but you know what? At least they, at least they have a win now. At least to your point, the before I die of one win has come true, Roscoe. It feels a little hollow, but if they turn around and win and beat the Chiefs, which I don't really believe will happen, but if they yeah, do, don't, don't. then you say, ah, okay, maybe we have something here. If not, I'd rather be 0-5 than 1-4. So I guess I'll have a better take of how I feel about the game yesterday when we do this again next week. That was one of those games, though, Judd and Jesse, even as the game was going on, it seemed like it was going to be you. The Vikings tried to lose. They, they really tried. did. But they were going to have to try even harder because that Carolina team, I think Bryce Young might be okay down the road. He is not okay right now. And they weren't asking him to do anything. Everything was a bubble screen, five-yard pass, screen pass. So that game was nothing's truly loser-proof for the Minnesota Vikings, but that game was pretty darn close to it. And they proved us right by getting that first win of the season. And we'll dive into a little bit of that, you guys, but I do want to mention, so I was out at Loggers. We have talked about being at the golf course on a Sunday. Gorgeous day, a little warm. Hate to say it, that's the Minnesota to me. It was a smidge warm. It was hot. It was funny. Nobody, like we had the game on in the clubhouse. I had the game on on the radio out in the Bev cart as I was tooting around and uh, nobody really seemed to care. And I, I kind of feel bad about that. Like I walked in, and the Vikings were down, right? And then there was a pick six, and I was like, all right, well, this is fine. I'm not even going to worry about it. People were listening to music. They were out there having their beers. And uh, I found it kind of funny. People were enjoying a Sunday without the Vikings bringing them down, even when they buoyed them back up, right, guys? I mean, it was just kind of it was uh, interesting. I wonder if it's a good question for both of you. If the Vikings win and beat the improbable Kansas City Chiefs, are you back on the bandwagon? Are we fully back on, like, yes, the Vikings, the season's going to be great, or are you like, no, I need more than one victory, two or consecutive victories, rather? I need more than one, but I also, like, um, I'm with Ross. I have a very tough time believing. Like, this defense flustered Bryce Young because Bryce Young's terrible <laughs> um, right now. 
Um, I I have a tough time believing that this defense is going to, because the Jets did a good job last night, but the Jets are really good defensively. The Vikings aren't. Pat Mahomes and Kelsey are going to pick them apart. So I guess my question is, can the offense outscore the Chiefs? And I'm dubious about that. I just want to know if Taylor Swift is coming or not. Do we know? know. Do we know yet if Taylor Swift is going to be at this game? Because it's going to affect my departure time. If she (laughs) is going to be at this game, I'm going to have to go earlier than ordinary to get into the stadium without some type of enormous security problem. You know, biggest takeaway from the game last night Taylor Swift is one of us. She also had to go through security. Now, it was yeah. through that private area. And yeah. I'd like to meet the security person where if Taylor Swift was bringing in something that she shouldn't, and I'm not saying a weapon, just something that's not in there. Do we just honestly think bottles that, of booze yeah. in? Just, you know, like, ah, like that, that's really yeah. one of us. That's she's one on, of us. She's on the cheap like the rest of us sneaking yeah. in her own stuff. Yeah. Do we really think the security guard would say, ah, Miss Swift, we we you can't you can't have that in here. On uh the Vikings potentially beating the Chiefs and getting me back, I think it would get me back to the point of okay, maybe this team can be one of those, what, the fifth team since 1990 that we talked about last week to rally from 0-3 to make the playoffs. However, I still don't feel like that would be all that possible because you still have the Niners looming, some difficult road games. Division tests are always interesting. I mean they're probably going to lose a game to the Lions, at least one, maybe two. Who knows about the Packers? Heck, who even knows about the Bears? So I don't know how much it would do for me. I think I would actually be a little bit more frustrated because, yeah. yes, the Vikings are one and three, and you are, as Bill Parcells once said, you are what your record says. However, they could very easily be three and one. Then you don't mind so much losing to Kansas City. Yeah. Now if you lose to Kansas City, and again, I said earlier on in this pod, and you fall to one and four, well, then, in the grand scheme of things, what the heck was even the point in beating Take Kevin? the ship down. Just take it down. Exactly. That's what. That's exactly. where I'm at. I apologize, but here's an interesting little tidbit that I was chatting about with my husband this morning. Kirk Cousins is the only free agent that will be hitting the market this offseason, right? So you're going to have to draft a quarterback. You're not going to be able to pick somebody else up on the free agent market. So... Tank. Well, no, right? There'll be right? other there'll be other guys, but, but just nobody really... But I'm saying nobody known. worthwhile. Like, that's... You know what I mean? Like, I just think... just. I don't care. I'd rather give me more Sundays on the golf course, serving up bevs or playing. Let's play it that way. However, the Vikings did give us an interesting victorious Sunday, as we'd mentioned again, 21-13 at Carolina. Let's start with Harry the Hitman. Harrison Smith had easily his best day ever. 14 combined tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble. How do you guys feel? What else can we say about Harrison Smith and his performance yesterday? And where has that been? It's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Uh, That's what one of the best games of of his career, 34. So, I mean, he is certainly not a kid. And and he's a guy who, you know, was told in March, take a pay cut or you're gone. And I think he flirted with the Bengals and a couple teams, but he eventually said, I'm going to stay put here and took a pay cut. Um, So a year ago, it's interesting because I think what we saw, and O'Connell took a sideways shot at Ed Donatel, very well-deserved in his post-game comments. Uh, but a year ago, we saw Smith used as a typical safety. So he actually tied his career high with five picks. But he's a guy that can move around. Like, he's a multi-positional. He's a, he's a coach on the field. And so to, use, to see him use just playing deep is a complete waste of, of his talents. And it felt like yesterday was a, if this makes sense, a re-coming-out party for 
the Harrison Smith that we had seen previously, especially back a few years with Zimmer. But here's the thing that's impressive, you guys. Three times in his career, he's had a career high in sacks in a single season of three. He equaled that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is – and again, see, the, the whole thing is I'm glad that they won just for the sake of, like, our shows. It does make it more fun. Like, if they just yes. lose, 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 it, it, it's it's tough because you're just piling on. But that being said, you know, that Carolina team was not, is not good. Um, they look like a team to me that's playing t- uh, to lose because if you're not, Bryce Young would be benched for Dalton, and they're not going to do that. Uh, but it's very impressive that – that Harrison Smith reemerged as well, and it was fun to watch. And I asked Phil and Declan this: When's the last time, you guys, that we've watched a Vikings game where the defense was like the stalwart? Yeah, I can't. I honestly can't tell you. It's been Zimmer, a, it's been a minute. Been but, a minute, but, you guys. know. Yeah, because Mike's last two defensive defenses weren't good, mm-hmm. but they were great. So was it like? Phil said 2017. He he might be yeah. right about that. Yeah. I was going to say um, the first half of the divisional playoff game against the New Orleans Saints in 2017. Ooh, yeah. Then the New uh, Orleans Saints. 19. Team, 19. Sorry, 19. 19. The Saints. Yes. Kind of, yep. That's a great yep. one. Yep. That's that's probably. Well, I, I think this did the Saints. I'm trying now from memory. Did the Saints get going? That would have been wild card round, actually, too. I'm mixing up mm-hmm. my but 19, Vikings games. 19, they won there. And you're Correct. right, though. They went that, to New Orleans. That's that's the year that Zimmer and it was really genius. He took um, Daniil and Everson Griffin and put them inside a bunch. Yes, and like Drew Brees was flustered. So yes, that's probably the last time that it felt like the defense actually drove a key win. But then win. yesterday, how much of that is just ineptitude by the Carolina Panthers, and how much of it is the Vikings coming together and playing better? Maybe a little bit of both, because I would say, again, Jesse, you ran through the numbers last week when you talked about their defensive rankings. Not good, but still, I think when you watch it on the field, I think we did see they were incrementally better, which is kind of odd to say because they were still getting thrashed up and down the field, but they were getting thrashed up and down the field times two last season. So we'll see. They're going to get a heck of a test. I know Kansas City... I love that everybody says Kansas City starting slow. They're slow out of the gate. Well, they're still three and one. It would probably be four and zero oh if Chris Jones played. And uh, was it? Why am I blanking? Is it Tooney who can catch anything? Um, no, Week but one. Kel- who, who kept Kelsey didn't play. Like Tooney, yeah, yeah, and, and then the, you're the guy right. And Jones the didn't play either. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, honestly, we'll see. But no, to Judd's point too. Uh, again, I came out of the gate, and I've said it a few times, kind of joking about, well, what does the win really matter? At the end of the day, beginning of the year, it does still kind of matter. Yeah, I've said from the get-go, though, on this pod a few times, the only time I really kind of want the team to maybe not win is when you're officially eliminated from playoff contention, because then I would argue, what's the point? We might spend some time on that later on in the podcast. But, Judd, to your point, yeah, it was great to see that. I didn't think that Carolina could score at all. It, and and the Vikings defense obviously showed that. I mean, heck, their only touchdown early on was the pick six. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, and let's stay I, on the defensive I just, side honestly, of the I ball. I just really don't yeah. know. I'm perplexed. Was it was it ineptitude by Carolina or was it the Vikings defense? I lean <laughs> more then, ineptitude by Carolina. But it's both, right? Because then you also need to take advantage of those opportunities and the yes. Vikings haven't necessarily always done that. So for them to do that, let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Marcus Davenport, we finally got to see him, what he was able to do. 
looked pretty good, you guys. I have no real complaints. It was nice to see him healthy, nice to see him out there. Uh, four tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, and a QB hit. Uh, no, E for Davenport, Han Judd. So the intriguing thing here is I think if he plays, he's actually going to contribute. And if he plays enough, he's going to get himself a multi-year contract either here or elsewhere. But the key words are if he plays. Uh, going right. back to his time with the Saints, this was a problem there. So so literally getting him and keeping him on the field is the tough thing Um he sat out the first game and the third game, and in between, he was supposed to be a big part of the uh, game plan against Philadelphia in Week 2 in the Thursday night loss, and he played four snaps, and he was done. So so I think that this guy, I think what we saw yesterday is what he can bring. Like, I don't think that's a fluke, but as we all know with certain players in every sport, it's not, okay, are you going to be good if you play? It's literally going to be, are you going to play? And so, like, that's where I'm sort of tormented to not get excited about this until he reels off not just, like, good games, but just games themselves and wh where he can play. Because I'll tell you the one thing, and I give this guy a ton of credit, but he's not a starting player, and he's asked to do too much when a guy like Davenport does not play. Mm -hmm. DJ Wanham, who returned the, the uh, scoop and score, of the uh, Bryce Young fumble, 51 yards for a touchdown, is a really serviceable quality backup. Mm -hmm, but he's yeah. not a starter. He can't play those, you know, you, there's a certain point there where you ask him to play a snap count that he's not going to be successful at. But I think we saw the best of both worlds because Davenport had a really good, good game, some nice splash plays. Wanham dropped that early pick a Bryce Young, which was a brutal drop, but then came back scoop and score and a sack. So if you can, knock on wood, if you can get Davenport to stay on the field, I think you've got uh, something here. Just don't assume it's going to happen until we actually see a large um, a large amount of games where he is healthy or at least plays through whatever's bothering him. Right. It only takes one GM, so I assume somebody will if he puts together some games. But Judd, to your point, I think you always have to be leery of the other shoe dropping with him. I mean, that was the wrap on him before he got to Minnesota. Now we've already seen it at Minnesota. And I don't like to say, you know, some guys are not tougher than others or some guys just don't have a pain tolerance to play through things. I think the trainers and the players, they figure all that stuff out. But some guys obviously are just more pre predisposed to not being able to play and not being on the field. And he might be one of those guys. So I don't know, Judd, if he's ever a guy, you might get excited in the game or in the moment, but I don't know if you can project that excitement because it just kind of seems like you're, you're chasing a unicorn. My biggest complaint on Davenport has nothing to do with his actual play. It's more a, a rule change in the uh, NFL in the last ah, few years. Comes. I do comes. not like, I do not need to see a defensive lineman wearing number zero. I don't need to see, a wide receiver wearing, you know, 95 if they chose to. I know there's still some mild yeah. restrictions, but I agree with my guy Tom Brady who blasted this from the get-go. Certain position groups and certain players should just be wearing certain numbers. Uh, a guy that big lining up on the defensive <laughs> end should not be wearing number zero. I'm not even sure any player should be wearing number zero. There is my random rant for the day.
the NFL, they're fun, they're hip, they're loosening up, if you will, you know? Right. So uh, that's that was the goal. Uh, Judd, I'm glad you Brent mentioned Wanham, though, too, because he also had a very good game. Six tackles, two, B- two QB hits, one tackle for loss, one sack, one pass defended, and obviously that touchdown. So shout out to him again, the defense taking opportunity against a very poor offense out of Carolina. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball for Minnesota. I particularly want to talk about Cam Akers. Five rushes, 40 yards, plus two receptions. Um, my biggest question was, why did Alexander Madison still even have his pads on on the sidelines? Like, why? Are, what What are we doing there? Oh, done, right? with he played a lot. done with him. I know. He I, rushed I, I for think, 95 yards. What do you want? I'm good. I just, you know, after, I'm good. I'm good. It's fine. See, Akers is my guy. That's that's what. Here's my problem with Madison too. I feel like the reason I really like what we saw from Cam Akers yesterday in his debut with the Vikings is the fact he's able to run the ball around i feel all they ever need madison to do is just kind of punch it up the middle he just goes straight and i think that's because madison so lacks the seat the the speed excuse me right am i wrong in that do you guys feel that way he which lacks means, the burst. yes like he doesn't have which, that burst which means together that's mm-hmm. that's a good serviceable option but cam Akers one madison two cam Akers does one thing uh really well that madison does okay but in just in a small sample size with the vikings Akers did it really well yesterday uh few years ago when he was playing for the Rams, you would actually notice it. He is that running back Judd and Jesse that always, for the most part, falls forward, which over the course of a game or course of a play, that's a yard or two or a third and two run. And you're stood up after a yard, but you're able to fight and fall forward for that extra yard. I was impressed with that. I would caution still very small dose. He had what? Five carries for 40 yards, eight yards caught, a clip. Yeah. Let's caught go. a few. Got a few passes, so good for him. Happy to see it. Glad we could get him on the field. You know, no need for him to be on the field in week three, but I'm glad we could get him on the field this week. And also, you know, for as much as trying to win in week three to save your season, if you wanted to have any chance to work your way back into this thing and potentially be a wild card team or who knows, somehow win the division, you absolutely had to win yesterday. So at least in that sense, they quote unquote save the season by getting that win over Carolina. Okay, let's talk about the run game. Let's talk about the run game because yesterday. <laughs> let's have an honest discussion. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, John. yesterday's run game is exactly what I I want to see. Now, I will say, Jess, I side with you a bit in in saying I think the carries because they were seventeen for Madison, five for Acres, and then a scramble by Kirk. Okay. 23 carries total, 135 yards, which is a really nice day, 5.9 yards per clip. Um, but here, here's my thing. One, offensive line, bravo. You did a great job of blocking. Uh, two, I like – see, this is where – and we talked about this, um, and I feel like it's been ignored. Ty Chandler did not get a carry. I think going into the season, the goal was to have Madison and Chandler be a pairing because one is – I mean – Madison basically runs like an old school back, like you're yeah. sa- saying. He doesn't have a big he doesn't have a big first step, but you know what? He can find a hole and he likes to go up the A gap. Like he's gonna be a meat and potatoes guy. Akers and uh Ty Chandler like to go zone run outside. Um, but I think what happened was Ty Chandler, unfortunately, I don't think can block. And so they're they're like, we can't have, like, if there's a blitzer, we're screwed. So uh, he basically got benched and has been benched aside from kickoff returns. Akers and Madison to me, though, 
I love this because it's two very different styles. And, and you know, this whole thing, and Peterson, you know, to go back to Peterson's time here, and in his prime, he was great. And then Dalvin Cook, again, in, in his prime, very good. He is now completely done. By the way, he is a non-factor. Watching him run the football with the Jets at 28, he looks like he's 68. But the fact is, this run game is exactly what you want. Two mm-hmm. different styles. Um, and I, I think that the carries will be more distributed as the weeks go on, ideally. So, Jesse, I think you're probably right. But it's I love the fact now that it's, a, it's way more of a run game by committee. Because that's how you do it on the cheap and have success. Here's what I would ask, though, and we talked about this last week, Judd. Everything you said about Chandler is valid. Cam Akers could have been here to start the year in week one, especially at the trade and the asking price that was obviously given by the Rams. They maybe got him for nothing. If he doesn't reach 500 yards, I think it's nothing. Correct, Judd? Uh, Yes, I think that's correct. So if you would have traded for him before week one, what would the asking price have been? A guaranteed sixth or a guaranteed seventh round pick? And if it wasn't him, it could have been somebody else. You may, actually, you can make a pretty strong case. You probably lost a game, if not both, because you didn't have your running back room in order to start the season. That is all on management. And to a degree, the head coach for maybe not knocking on the general manager's door loud enough or enough times to get somebody in here. They misidentified Chandler for sure. Yeah. Well, why not fix it before the season starts? They whiffed that, on it. To me, I, that's to me that's a big problem and a big red yeah. flag. And also, can yeah. is Reisner apparently he needs a month to learn the playbook? That one I don't. That I, don't one I, don't I don't get that know. either. Yeah, I don't get that either. Questions, 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 which yes. leads me to questions that our fellow followers have. Uh, Ross, what do we got today? This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Comments from YouTube. We got a couple good ones for you. We will start with Philip Gore 75. Philip says the best the Vikings can hope for at this point is a resurgence like the Lions had last season when the Lions finished eight and two after a terrible start. Mm-hmm. My question for you two mm. are the Minnesota Vikings capable of any such run in the year of 2023? Jesse, how about you start? Absolutely not. I most I don't want to see it. I don't. Like let's just let's go out there, let's try our best, quote unquote best and see what happens. I mean, the schedule realistically I'll I'll be serious for a moment. The schedule doesn't allow that quite as much, right? Like as we've talked about, it's a tough schedule and I don't think the Vikings can turn around. There's still too many errors as we've mentioned. The defense looked good against Carolina you can't guarantee that that's going to be the same moving forward against the Chiefs against the 49ers please offensively again you're still working out so many things so no absolutely not it's not going to happen stamp it sign sealed delivered that's almost Vikings could have played almost any other team in the NFL yesterday and they would likely be 0-4 Judd your thoughts Vikings capable of making any such run 
You know what? With negative people like Jesse Pierce, <laughs> I have to come to the rescue to give all of you hope, and I'm going to do exactly that. Um, okay, so the next, let me see here. Let me look at this. The quote. schedule lightens up here in a couple the next weeks. Four, the next four games are tough, but there's two. There, oh, there's two things at work here. The you first said is, the next four. You can't do the math. Like the, come on, Kansas City, Kansas City at Chicago, which you better win. Versus San Francisco. So the ne- so two of the next three are tough. But let me then tell you what happens once you get into late October and November, okay? You're at Green Bay, division game again. And, and, and that's the thing is, the Vikings haven't played a division game. Correct. So they have not lost any division games. They haven't lost them because they can't yet. Uh, <laughs> and then in November, you guys, at Atlanta versus the Saints, at Denver, which looks to be a disaster, which I'm shocked by, and then versus Chicago before your bye week. So what happens if you make hay in November? I'm not saying you will because you've lost games that you should win, but I am saying you have a little bit of an opportunity there. And and then in December, uh, at the end of the season, you've got versus Detroit versus Green Bay at Detroit. I'm promising nothing. I'm just saying it's an interesting schedule. Yeah, the schedule allows for them to get back in it if they do what they need to do and win games. I do Should hear what not. Jesse is saying. Yeah, I, so I think, I. I, and I think, I think we're all kind of feeling that. And I felt it yesterday, watching the game yesterday. By the way, thanks to everybody who came out to Park Tavern for the Purple Daily Bentline Watch. Yeah, we party. missed you. You're on the golf course. You can't be with us. We would have loved to have um, you out there. I know. Next one. I'm there at the next one. Bring it on to the east side. You guys know how much I'm partial to this east side. I like Park Tavern. It's right by my house. That's exactly it, right? You a know, little give and take. It's all you, about me. You guys, we can't get you guys to do any events unless they're five miles from your house. But uh, no. The, uh, did you hear about my parents on the Bar Down Beauty last Beauties Monday? All the way I, I was in Woodbury. <laughs> I think you took a helicopter to get there is is what and look I at how many people showed out because they all live up on that side of town they, they know better they know that the internet's better on the east side of town finishing this one i think it just feels like we're all kind of going through the motions and ready for something different however again you start rattling off more wins in a row you rattle them off in bunches it will get the fan base excited again second question comment from youtube kind of goes along with the theme of this entire podcast <laughs> this is from kevin milwaukee if you have any self-respect, you don't tank. If you lose enough games to grant you a top three draft pick, you can enjoy it in silence and a stoic fashion as a good fan. That's how it's done. There's your comment from YouTube. <laughs> Judd and Jesse, how does one properly tank in the NFL? You pretend oh, like you're trying and you don't. Like that's how it's a simple game. It's a game, literally. Like, oh darn. Lost another one. Oh, we should have kicked that field goal, but we didn't. Should have spiked the ball, but we didn't. You know, just silly little things that will drive any fan watching on the outside absolutely insane. But it's doable. I do appreciate Kevin Milwaukee's uh, gentlemanly take on this, right? It is. That's a very gentlemanly uh, way to address it. But you know what? It is what it is. We all know teams do it all the time. Why can't Minnesota do it? Why do we have to settle for being like, Mid, as the kids say, right? Why not just be like, you know what? Mid. We're gonna like mid. Being in the middle is just the worst place to that's, be. That's where Minnesota is on everything. You know what I mean? It's where like, the wild is a lot. It's where the Vikings are a lot. Yeah, the kids sure. aren't even up to that level. But yeah, they, you know, sometimes we'll see. Yeah. John, how do we tank in the NFL? 
You trade players. Uh, it, it's what the Bears did. What, what the Bears what the Bears did uh, training camp going into the regular season last year was they identified a couple of vets that, that might make a difference, and they traded them. So that's how you do it. You just basically – players don't tank. That's what fans say, and they're 1,000% right. Mm. But I can make you tank. I can Correct. take away two things. I can take away your talent and your will to win. I, I'll give you a perfect example of tanking. And I don't know, I don't think it's on purpose, but they're doing it as Carolina again. Yeah. Like like what Carolina is doing, Bryce Young does not want to suck. It's not in his DNA to suck. And he might be fine. But the reality is, if Andy Dalton had come in at halftime, I'm not so sure the Vikings win that game. Agreed. So like I can I can strip you of your ability to compete as that- a GM. That's exactly where I'm going, Judd. I would never ask my players to lose a game. I don't think anybody does that. It's not even, I wouldn't even ask my coaches to do that. But as management, I would do exactly what you said. I would put a team on the field that is virtually incapable of winning. And then if those players do win, okay, I tip my cap to them and congratulate them on winning. To be clear. I don't believe the Vikings should be doing that at this point. Had they lost to Carolina, I would say, yes, let's go all in. But now you've extended it a little bit. But the moment you are eliminated from playoff contention, the way the NFL is currently constructed, there is no point in winning. Do not win a game after you've been eliminated from the playoffs if you can help it. My one question to you guys, and this is something that I think we're going to have to hold off major conversation for until next week or down the road. So I'll kick Jesus, the can. Look at you. But a little tweeze, you know, you got to come back next week. How much trust do we have in Quasi and his ability to Ooh. draft well, Woo! right? Like that's the big, that's the other question that we're not ever considering probably as much as we should. Oh, tank, you know, it's easy. They've got deep quarterbacks next draft, all yada, yada. Quasi has not done a very good job, and that's putting it nicely at selecting in the draft thus far. So that's something guys, I want you to chew on it for a while. Think it over another negative bomb drop by Jesse Pierce. For fans yeah, you to are go into. really, I mean, it's a win today. I'm so and <laughs> Phil got very upset because yeah. I, I played your, your role yeah. on PD because yeah. the Kirk cousins game was just not good. And I basically said, no, it was not, but, but it's fine. He's going to have bad, bad games. But what I d- didn't like is, like you would have thought post game that they lost by twenty, and so yeah. I pointed that out. It's like, dude, this is why uh, Kevin O'Connell is a super positive person, which in real life I can't stand, but in sports I totally get. <laughs> I totally get it in sports. Like you've got to suspend belief. Your like happiness if you think, makes me sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're positive. Hate me, Judd. Your positivity. Oh, you're not positive at all. Are you kidding, <laughs> dude? You you have you have a jovial demeanor and a very negative philosophy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like like Hail. like you're the guy that says the Gophers suck, which I mean you're, you're not wrong. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but O'Connell, but I believe in being positive as a as a coach and athlete because it's the only way to actually win games that you shouldn't win. Uh, but like with Kirk yesterday was just so down post game. And and if you go back and watch uh, VEN put on O'Connell's postgame speech, which is really good because he's yep. great at those. And like Kirk's You're in the DJ front. You're Fleck-like, by the way. Yes, I disagree. I think O'Connell comes off as sincere and I think Fleck comes off as an actor. Uh, but yes, it's very culture. You're correct about that. But anyway, uh, Kirk's in the front row and he's like, it, it looks like they just killed his dog in front of him. I mean, it's like really sad. And it's like, dude, I know I know you threw a pick six and you should be hard on yourself privately. 
but you still won the game. Yeah. yeah. And Judd, how many times has he sorry. won a game? No, a you're fine. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Now we're mutual admiration. No, I just started to rant here. about something that we weren't on topic. No, so. but you you are right though. It, he needs Grind to be. He needs to kind of be that stoic leader and also kind of be rah rah and help lift everybody up. And also, Kirk, how many times last year? Example one a two a three a four a. How many times did you win a game because your defense was incapable of making plays for you? Well, yesterday mm-hmm. your defense made plays yeah. for you, so you could make a mistake and still win a game. It is a team game. Team game, you know what? This team, we are good together. You want to know why? Because we have Before I Die's to talk about. Time now for the Before I Die crew to give us their Before I Die's. I'm not going to lie. I had a better segue working on in my head for a little bit while Judd was ranting, and then I got distracted. It's, it was a whole thing, so I apologize. I'll, I'll work on that. That's fine. what I promised to work on it, next It came week, off fine. Guys. I never would have known. It was fine. Yeah, I'm go, honest. Or, you know what? Go sulk in the corner like Kirk Cousins after a victory. Exactly. I feel very hard. I'm very hard on myself. I'm very critical. I'm trying to bring the best each and every time. However, I will spike the ball and stop the clock. I'm sorry. I can't get over it. I will never get over it. That was just ineptitude. Anyway, let's talk about our Before I Dies. Uh, I'm going to kick it off if you boys don't mind. Go right ahead. I'm going to do that. So, Before I Die, I'm very into Halloween. I love scary movies. I love haunted houses. Like, I'm not into the gore, but like the paranormal and the yada yada. So, every year, I decorate my house, right? In like a kid-friendly kind of scary way, but not super kid-friendly because my kids are a little weird and enjoy scary things as well. Before I Die. too. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a good time. The neighborhood's all walking around with their drink. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. great time. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Before I die, I'm going to get one of those, like, giant-ass skeletons and put it in my front yard. That is before I die. Someday. It, they're, like, they're pretty pretty pricey, but I just want, I want a couple, actually. I want, like, five of them. Big ones. I've got one, like, six-foot one, which is cool and all, but I want, like, the giant ones. Have you and seen play the- sounds, too? And oh, like, yeah. like, oh, like yeah. play sounds by the okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would go I mean, just deeper into it. The commercials with like the creepy skeletons and like ghost children and stuff. Yeah. Have you seen these? God, I That's going to be. See, that creeps me out. The first time I saw the commercial, I got the shivers. No, it's so good. I mean, I went into labor with my first child while in the movie theater watching the new it movie and didn't oh. have to leave. Like, yeah, like I think. So I think that's why they're a little weird and little into like scary stuff. But, you know, okay. I should have known that's why your kid was named Pennywise. Exactly. Right. Oh, <laughs> God. There's a neighbor that Should've puts known. a red balloon out of the sewer grate just down the, you want uh, a balloon? the road. I love it. It's Do so you want a give balloon? It, give it to me. Scary stuff all day. So six foot skeleton before I die. And when my husband allows me to spend money on things like that. But that'll probably. Oh, you tell him. No, but he'll find well, stuff out. just shows up uh, in my house. Show, yeah. And he's like, what? Is, no, we are not. Well, doing wait, who, who pays the bills? I mean, we both do. He pay, he pays a little bit more. He's a you know he's. Oh, see, I have no control of our cash flow. Yeah, see, Don is Don does all of the and and she should way yeah. smarter. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know what she's spending on. All I know is like every day I'm picking up something from our, our doorstep. Now some of it's like paper towels now and stuff. Yeah, like she orders everything now. Like we don't ever. I, I like to go to the store, so I'm like. Give me a list of stuff to go get. And she's like, I ordered that on Amazon. I ordered that there. But yeah, I got nothing to do with the bills. Giant skeleton. Do you want a giant skeleton? What's your before I die, Mr. Judd? Oh, my before I die is this. It's it's October related. Um, and I and I think I'm gonna be um resoundly booed by many for this, but I really don't care. I am legislating out anything over 80 degrees once October hits. Yeah. Oh. 
These Preach. last three, the, these last three days, I look tried here. Here's the thing, Mother Nature. I don't need this. I don't need this. First of all, it's hollow. It's a it, it's a hollow last. It's it's a furious rally. It's the wild with Parisian suitor. It's like we're not done yet with summer. It's like yes, you are. Get out of here, summer. It's over. It doesn't feel right. Um, it sort of feels weird because it's not like summer heat. It's just this weird heat. And then here's my real thing though. Not only do I not want it to be over 80, and especially like 87, but the humidity, yeah. the yeah. humidity can go away on like August 15th. Mm-hmm. Be gone. Be yeah. gone. I want, you know what I wanted? I said good. Saturday, day. go for football. You know what I wanted? I wanted a crisp, not cold, a crisp 11 a.m. start. Yeah. Ball in the air, you know, uh, uh, shorts and a hoodie. You'll get that on Saturday and, night. And Jeff. I was sweating. It's a Saturday night game now. Yeah, all week is supposed to be like upper 80s and then finally goes back to our normal Wednesday. weather, right? I think when I think Wednesday we hit, I think it's the highs in the 50s by Wednesday, but it's going to be hot no. again Tuesday. Yeah, that's what I saw. That's yeah, what my phone I, had. My phone's I, wrong a lot. I concur with Judd. I saw hot through Tuesday, cooling off Wednesday. But that's my phone. No, and I don't you're trust- wrong. We got Shoot. 86 today, 82 tomorrow, 70 on Wednesday, 64 Thursday. Ugh. And then we're 70's in the 50s fi- okay. from there. 70's on. fine. 70's yeah. fine. 70's, 70's good. Fine. 70's nice. You're right. And so. no humidity? Yes. Yeah. I don't want humi- I don't like humidity in summer, Mm-mm. but I put up with it. Yeah. Done with it. Uh, mine, I think I maybe have touched on this before. I think this is effectively going to ruin my chance at ever being elected to any form of public office in the great state of Minnesota, should I so choose to run. We are going to start blocking off times in which certain people can and cannot go to Costco or Sam's Club. And if you're not if you're not in Costco trying to spend as much money as you possibly can within 10, 15 minutes of being there, don't go to Costco. Did you go on a Saturday? Quit getting in people's way. Quit lollygagging like you're, I don't know, checking out a book at the library. When did you go? Oh, well, I typically go Monday or Tuesday nights because okay. guys, people uh, being there. Smart, very smart. But it's still awful. And, and Saturday, Sunday, if you're going to go, you have to go right when they open the doors. And that's yeah. awful. And even that doesn't work. So uh, cert- certain people, not a lot at Costco. Certain age groups, only allowed at certain times. I also would prefer we put down tape so there's aisles and lanes so people stay on their side. They're not running into each other. And if you abandon your cart, people are allowed to push it, pull from it, purge from it. These people who leave their dang cart in the middle of an aisle and walk away, come on. Where's your Costco? I don't want to give that location away. (laughs) Maplewood. It's the same Costco I go to, but I feel you a little bit. I do feel like it's going backwards as far as the, like, everybody welcome. But, you know, either way, maybe we'll we'll figure some sort of gentle way to separate. Here's how I get through my Costco problem. You drink before you go? No, it's very simple. The St. Louis Park, and they've tried to improve it, but it's just landlocked. The St. Louis Park Costco parking lot is such a circus. It's such a circus that anything that happens if you get inside the store is gravy because the parking <laughs> lot is so awful. Fair. I mean, it is an absolute gong show. You know, there's people coming this way and that way and they're backing out, not looking. So if I get inside, once I show my, my card to the person, I'm great. I got one more Costco thing. Does it help 
do, does it is it real at the when you leave and they like look at your items and it's your more real now than it ever used to be okay they're, they're cutting down on they're cutting down on theft and people using cards that aren't theirs oh they are monitoring even me more and i'm one person i always get between like three and seven things and they're checking everyone now yeah. You only get three things. Uh, I even have a Costco membership. What are we getting at Costco? Oh, well, the price yeah, three. Is, no, it. I mean, it's like I said, three to ten things. I mean, probably one Don gets what. like 20 things. Well, OK, you're two yeah. people. I'm one person. Also, the membership people. alone for gas is more than double, more than double. Or how do you say I can't talk today off? Well, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's uh, honestly, it's it's oh, the membership yeah. 60 bucks. I guarantee you I'm saving at least 100 in gas. OK, so I'm but making when, money off of the gas and good photo quality there. Get your photos printed there. Good photo quality. Big fan of Costco's photo department. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Still whoa, print whoa, whoa, whoa. I still print photos. Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, I still whoa. print photos. Come on. Okay, now. Gra- OK, Grandma Pierce. <laughs> hold on a second. You still print photos? I still print photos. I didn't even know you could get them printed. Oh, God, yeah. Do you yeah. have a Polaroid camera, too? I Jesse? have a Polaroid camera, too. All right. Don't. Oh, don't my God. Can, can we see yeah. it next show? Yeah, I'll bring it. I'll take a picture of us. I even actually have. Wait one second. Hold on. This is incredible. Do you know? I didn't even know anyone did this these? much. Yes. This is an underwater <laughs> Kodak that I got this summer. Where, so I've got. What about your I phone? Get to take it developed. I have photos there too, but I your don't know. Selfie. These are fun. Yeah, oh, I by know. the way, Roscoe. By the way, by the way, we we averted near disaster with Miss Pierce at the Wild game on Thursday. Oh while no! Taking, what happened? While taking a while trying to take a selfie oh, and balance it oh. on her computer, she yes. she accidentally had it fall into a suite below the press box. Not a speed, it, it was didn't club hit, level. Made okay, it down did, to club level. And fortunately, it did not hit anyone in the head. We How don't know. I break? haven't confirmed with that person that had it if it hit him or not, because it didn't break. No, and I don't even have a screen protector on it, but there's not a scratch on it. I almost wish I would have had the video portion was open. I almost wish it was on video or the photo was open. She was on just like what happened, because I have no idea. He found it in between his seat cushion because it was going toward intermission i think or something like he was getting up for some reason or maybe he got hit yeah so uh no just lear- be careful about that that's a real thing that could happen up in the press box dangerous all fire. i've learned today don't sit by jesse anywhere because she might send her phone flying at people and it's we impressive. need to take a before i die staff trip to uh costco together all three of can, us and then take a photo with an old school camera like this just took your one. phone's yes, not good enough know, or you, you just sometimes like, like develop it's cool pictures. develop picture. God, I used to love this. I like, so it's funny. I laughed this yeah. last story before we get off. I like those two in 1998. Yeah. Jesse. But like everybody gives me flack for like always taking pictures on my phone. Right. And always, but I've been doing that since the Kodak days. Like I have boxes of camp pictures from developed things. Like my grandpa always would take them out. We'd always go and I don't take pictures fishing. I just love photos, memories captured. Okay. Do you put them in a in a in like a photo I a album. I have a photo album or, from family, and then I hang a couple or in a shoebox. No, they're in a photo album. Dawn's mom. Every time I would go see them, her late mom would insist on a a photo of us and like a family one. Yeah. And I always said these things are all in shoeboxes. You need they're them for all a funeral. You know, you need them shoe- for a funeral. Here's what I want, really? and I'm being serious about this. I'll try and come up with one, too. I, I do a bunch of weird stuff. 
I want people to comment what outdated thing they still do or what weird thing they do that others would say, why are you doing that? You're going to find it's this. not an anomaly. It's it's real. I gave one to the one of the kids, too. I got two of these this summer, and I gave one to the kids. So then it doesn't matter if they doesn't, break it. They can take pictures however they want. Doesn't that still cost a lot to develop, though? I don't even know. Actually, to be fair, I don't know where I can get this developed. We haven't figured that out yet. I still have a couple pictures to take, but I'm sure Target does it. I think it's probably like 13 bucks. You think Target still does that? I have no idea. Somebody I'm so does. I'm so I'm not sure about I this took a anymore. photography class in high school. I can probably do it myself. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I, I'm almost speechless. I got no, I got nothing left to say. This fair. is one of the most yeah, my, my mind's blown. Picture perfect ending. My mind uh, is blown. Oh, I do like what you did there. Picture <laughs> like perfect there. ending. Picture I perfect do like ending. that. On Before I Die Again, don't forget to check out all of the Purple Daily content. New episodes released with Boone this week. Uh, obviously, the flagship show as well. And Score North, a slew of other content. Judd's Hockey Show, you got Twins, you got Wolves, all the things, all the Minnesota sports, all the time. Be sure to subscribe, rate, share, like, uh, talk about it with your friends. Shout out to everybody that came up to me on the golf course that recognized me from hanging with you lovely gentlemen. Uh are you the real, actual Jesse Pierce? It is indeed me. If you see me out there, don't be afraid to say hello. Click, 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 click. You guys have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Skull Vikings. Hannah Penn.